welcome to the Phantom Zone podcast. Um, I'm the actual Hunter Davenport, not to be confused with that other people. That's an inside joke, ladies and gentlemen. Who do I have with me? Uh, Arlen Aro, signing on. Eric Fedorchek. And Alan Muir. I used to be a general, but now I run a place called Empire Today. Now, keep them coming. <laughs> Stop this. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> it's just going to become deeper and deeper into the infomercials as time goes on. I was going to turn into Billy Mays. <laughs> You're going to turn into Billy Mitchell eventually. Oh, no. Hot fire out. Oh, no. <laughs> hot, hot fire. Uh. All right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is going to be fun. I could already tell. Yeah, here it goes. Here we go. Uh, so, right. Jessica Jones. <laughs> this, this recording is never airing. <laughs> We're not. We haven't even started, and I can't. I'm canceling it. There's. <laughs> Off to a bang up start, gentlemen. Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a good episode. This is a good one. All right. So Jessica Jones, episodes five through eight, possibly in episode nine as well. Yes. Yes. Depending on so, how we're feeling. Yep. 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 So, uh, do you guys like Octopus? What? It's, I've well, I mean, just since I wasn't on the prior episode, just I've I've been really really liking this season so much more than the last. Pretty good. Yeah. Like I, they've they've hit their stride and figured out exactly what they want to do with her character and the show. And I was not really expecting. Yeah. They went, they went with seven. a noir detective, or they went with a noir yeah, uh, well, feel mean, to it. it. Well, they it's leaned good. into it. They leaned into that, which was it was there in the first season, but it would like it would go, go away. away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Or. As I think that's why Arlen, I lost momentum. Or Arlen, as you said uh, in part one, they kind of they were like making fun of it. Yeah, yeah, they would be a little bit too jokey about what they were going for, which just it highlights the problems with what you're doing if you can't even like commit to it. I guess. So yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's something I've actually enjoyed watching all the episodes so far. Like, mm-hmm. unlike the first season, which I just I just got so bored with, and yeah. I feel like them not showing her using her powers in the way they were in the first season, which was apparently just to throw people against walls, is such a better choice. Like, what, what things? Well, they show her like like stopping cars, and like mm-hmm. I mean, they show that a little bit, or like even in the. I guess it was the, I want to say seventh episode when they had the flashback to Trish and her being younger, when she like rips open the ATM or when she pulls open the security gate on the front of that, uh, glass store to Mm -hmm. get the coat that her boyfriend wanted to get. Like they're showing her using her powers in irresponsible ways, but at least they're showing her using her powers in ways that are more interesting than throwing people against walls. And jumping really high. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Um, yeah. And 
we really should just go into your overall thoughts on the second season so far since you weren't on the previous review. Um, well, and it's, it's like I said, it's just been a joy to watch. Like, it's everything has been working so well, and it, it doesn't feel as disjointed, I guess, is the best way I can put it. I mean, yeah. mind you, I didn't watch season one all the way through. I, I think my wife and I got up to the point of, like, the sixth or seventh episode, maybe a little bit further. But we just, we got bored with it. And this has been the exact opposite. I've been I've been enjoying it thoroughly because it's it's leaning into the noir traits that it has and it's doing it well. And it it understands that it's doing that, but it's it's not taking itself too seriously by doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and I think um, something that I've I um, something that I'm also uh noticing is that and this is something you brought up the tone is far more even in this season Mm -hmm. i think um which is something that's that i think is very good because there was a problem with the first season of the show not really knowing what tone it wanted um like uh we didn't go too deep into it in our first part but uh the character i titled the incest twin um the the problem (laughs) with that character is that she's melodramatic um in like mm-hmm. a soap opera way uh like days of our lives soap opera um mm-hmm. which just threw me out of the show because nobody else was acting in that style Kristen ritter is acting very realistically she's acting in a way that is uh that uh, is believable not... for someone who finishes a handle of whiskey yes. a day yeah she's not she's not over exemplifying anything or not um She's not elevated in any way whatsoever. She's mm-hmm. playing it very flat, and she's playing it very human. Malcolm is sort of, you know, in that first season, he was sort of somewhere in between. He had his soapy moments and his, you know, things like that. And then David Tennant, David Tennant is, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know what what he was on, but it wasn't the same show. He was over the top villainy because that's that's what he was doing for the mm-hmm. first time in a long time. Like he'd been playing the doctor for so long that getting well, to play like this overly villainous character was probably a breath of fresh air to him. His doctor performance is very over the top. Um, it is, it is. <laughs> but he was still playing a good guy right, for yeah, all uh, intents yeah, and purposes. Yeah. He's, but, he's taking the Nicolas Cage. Right. <laughs> that, that that was the problem. Is like he was inconsistent. The show hadn't didn't have. A uniform voice. A big problem I had with Simpson is that he was inconsistent. He started out more on Kristen Ritter's level, and then he became this elevated figure, this elevated creature almost, um, in a way that didn't feel realistic to me. Um, I didn't believe that he became that, even with drugs, because um, mm-hmm. I have... I've had a, a broad enough life to know what it is like when somebody goes from some... from not being on drugs to being on drugs. I know what that is like. I have that experience, and it felt false to me. Um, so th- th- so that's really like a big problem with the first season. Even Trish, her acting in this mm-hmm. season is so much more uniform, and yes. her character is so much more consistent. Everybody. Everybody is more consistent. The mom's more well, every, consistent. Everybody's just more interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. I enjoy seeing Carrie on Carrie Ann Moss in anything she's going to be in because right. I think she's a great actress. But this season so far, I have been flabbergasted by how good she's been. Mm-hmm. Like she, she plays the Ice Queen so very well. 
Yep. And it's it's always a joy when she's on screen because she's she knows what she's supposed to be doing and she does it very well. Mm-hmm. It was me, just God. It was me. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Um. But yeah, like she, and even like in the moments where she has to play vulnerable, um, mm-hmm. those moments work so well. They work so yes. well because it's a character who always has armor on. Um, yep. She, that's just her character. That's who she is, and she embraces the fact that she is always living in armor. Um, you know, there's a scene. I don't know if it's in an episode in these four that we're supposed to be reviewing, or if it's later, where she talks about how she only wears black. Um, uh, that's yeah. That's in this in these four. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and that's 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 a perfect description of who that character is. You know, and she says the only time I've ever went to a funeral, I wore red. Um, yellow. Or yellow. It was actually yellow. Yellow, yeah. which is just like that's just that's who this character is to the T, and she she just plays it so well. And and it's not that she was bad in the first season. And again, we she didn't, just was underutilized. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't go into it, but like her girlfriend in the first season was a bad actress. Um, God, I didn't even remember her. And <laughs> the sex scenes between them felt like. Skinamax, like softcore they porn. Felt obligatory. Yeah, very much so. Like uh, early yeah. seasons of Game of Thrones, and almost. And creepy. Yeah, kind of, kind of. And it's like, okay, I thought we were over this thing where, because they're lesbians, they're just hot. They're just it's just the hottest nope. thing ever. Um, nope. They gotta be fucking twenty four seven. It's not because they're lesbians, because there are scenes in this season with her making out with girls, and they don't feel. But... They don't feel gross. They feel no respectable they, in a way. Well, it's not even that. It's that they they feel like it's it's something that she doesn't want to be doing. Not that she's doesn't want to be with women, but the times that she is with these women, like with the prostitutes, and she pulled the uh, red foreman from RoboCop. You know, bitches leave. <laughs> um, like it, you could tell the whole time she's like, this isn't who I am. Like right. I'm just floundering, and and this isn't. This isn't who I want to be or what I'm supposed to be doing, but I don't know what else to do with myself at this point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's all of it has been handled so well. Like like you were saying about Trish, like Trish has also been a pleasure to have on screen too, sure. instead of just being Jessica's friend who has things happen to her. Like she's right. actively taking a part in the story this time instead of having the story happen around her. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Every just yeah, this whole season is at this point of these episodes that we're talking about, it's already better for me than the entirety of the first season. Um, yeah. These eight episodes, they're just, they're so well paced and they're so well timed. And every episode ends in a way where all I want to do is watch the next episode. Yeah. And it's, it's not a thing of like, Oh fuck you for ending that way. What, why would, what the, what now I have to watch the next one. It's like, Oh shit. I need to see, mm-hmm what happens next um which is the kind of thing that i want in a show that's binging on netflix um yep and i'll i'll be honest uh the day that i watched this uh i should have been studying (laughs) for school stuff (laughs) and i should have been focusing on that and i just watched 11 of the 13 episodes in that day uh jesus it was like i couldn't I couldn't get up. I couldn't stop. Uh, it was, and that's the thing. I've never had that before. I've never finished a Netflix season uh, in the Netflix Hell's Kitchen pocket first or whatever. I've never finished one in one day. 
ever. Uh, I finished yeah. first two seasons of Daredevil in a weekend. I finished Punisher in like a weekend and a half. I finished Iron Fist in like five days. I don't know oh, how I did so that, sorry. but I did. So uh, I finished Luke Cage over a weekend. I've never done it in one day before. Not once. Why would you do that to yourself? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I think Defenders was the only one that I finished super quick, and that's because yeah, I was so uh, short. I was needed to be on the show at that time. So yeah, and it's in the one where you could do that reasonably mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and not seem like a crazy person for doing it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think I finished that in like two days. Um, yeah. No, I, I finished it over a weekend because I had work. That's that 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 was the only reason I didn't finish it. All in two days. Um, also, I I went to like a painting thing. I had things going on that week. I had an actual <laughs> life for that weekend. So that's why I didn't finish it all at once. Um, so yeah, like, this is... A, but that's that just speaks to the quality of this season. It is so much more uniform. And that's it's just great. And I guess we should get into some specifics. Because... Uh, and we've got, we've done some, but there are things in this season that in this four that really just I don't I don't even know how to say it. They're just really interesting things that happen in the plot of this season. Can we talk I mean, about Alice for a second? Or how his fucking door shirt is like the worst shit ever. <laughs> like I, I was just happy to see uh, the actor again because less less time we saw him listeners was Blade oh did oh oh you're right he's in Blade 1 isn't he yeah he's also he was also on um Battlestar he's um who is he in Blade 1 um he's the guy who he's he he's the guy who Tracy Lord's uh leads into the uh nightclub oh shit I I, he he the actor who plays Dr. Malice which interesting name um (laughs) oh god he he's the guy in the kangle hat um the white man wearing a kangle hat in blade one um yeah i totally did not realize that uh callum running holy crap but he's like he's one of those guys he's one of those guys who's like oh it's that guy (laughs) he's one of those people um and he's been in a billion different tv shows but i didn't realize that that was the same guy and that is the last time i think we did talk about him because he hasn't been on the cw to my knowledge or to my memory at least um but uh, he was he was however on alphas oh oh which which that was he he got killed early on hmm. but he was good in the brief appearance he had on on the show we, we maybe uh maybe alan wants to pitch a from the vault episode about that perhaps who knows um uh but yeah no uh he's so Hunter, what was it about his shirts exactly? <laughs> no, his shirt fucking bothered me because like he wore it. Like I swear to God, he never takes it off. Yeah, he's wearing the same door shirt in every scene you see him in. Well, yeah. it's a it's an Einstein thing. He he just has he he bought five pairs of the same shirt. Uh, and he just wears he's been wearing it. the same ones for seventeen years. Yeah, so you like, just is that what? We're... Yeah. Hey, people! Once, once you got in the rhythm, you gotta. Keep going with that rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Prob- you're right, because he was wearing it in the flashbacks, wasn't he? He was wearing. Mm-hmm. He, he was. was. He's wearing the same shirt. Yeah. 
it's kind of weird yeah um also his wig is really bad <laughs> like <laughs> if we want to do criticisms of the show <laughs> the the wigs are really terrible well, sometimes. It's, it's been a bad season for wigs on all the shows we watch so. yeah, that's true Mal- uh, malice is like i like i like what they did with them when they made him like this like hippie stoner kind of like mm-hmm. scientist because like the mouse in the comics is like a typical mad scientist dude yeah yeah uh, also, well, I didn't realize he was actually based on a real character in the comics. Of yes. course they are. Um, yeah. And uh, I can't remember if it was in these first, in these episodes or in the previous four, but they killed off uh, my boy, Dr. Kozlov, um, who did not get to turn into a dragon, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was hoping. <laughs> uh, you know, this, this, this universe really blue balls me on dragons. It really does. <laughs> it really, really does. Um, and once you get the dragon, you just get a fucking skeleton. That's right. Yep, yep. Or just uh, CG eyes that don't do anything or lead up to anything. Um, yeah, that's a that's a good point. Um, yeah, like, but yeah, Kozlov is dead, so that that is out the window. And uh, okay, should we should we talk about the reveal in these four episodes now, or should we save it a little bit and talk about talk around it for a little bit? Because I I can talk around it a little bit. All right. Um, so yeah, like, and and this is something that you know we we brought up the detectiveness of this. They really keep on the mystery angle of things, um, which I really like. They keep things close to the close to the vest, and I think that we realize who the bad guy is in this season um later than we have in any of the previous seasons oh Um, definitely or who the true bad guy is supposed to be maybe uh i think diamondback was in episode six and that's about when we get the reveal in this season um which seems like the appropriate time to wait um but yeah like and i love the way that the mystery builds and i love the the way that Jessica interacts with the cops also, that's something that I really enjoyed this season. Compared to last season, I don't know what it was. I'd have to go back and rewatch. But I always felt like the cops weren't reacting in a way that made sense in this world. Um, I I really like Cosmo. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I really like I really like the scene after they're letting her out. Um, and, you know, and she's like, oh, you're the so you're the one white hat in the sea of black hats, right? Um, <laughs> I wish Connor was here just so he could lose, lose his mind over a mention of black hat. God damn it! Um, but yeah, god damn it. Um, I mean, we can we can still tell him, right? Um, but no, like he, I love that. Uh, but and he's he just he takes her and he he's like, okay, I get it. You're making jokes and that's your thing. But he's like. No, but there are others. But uh, I remember what Kilgrave did to this office or whatever, and and his story about you know wanting to kill himself after the pre- the previous season, um, that gives some real stakes to what happened then, and it sort of it gives it a sense that choices made by characters do matter, um, which mm-hmm. is something that I really like. You know, that's why I really enjoyed the fact that in the very first episode of the season, Jess brings up Matt. Like, it's just, it's there. And it's within the first ten minutes. She doesn't say his name, but she brings him up. So the fact that, you know, 
he brings up, I remember what Kilgrave did, and that's why I trust you, because I know what you did to him. Um, and, well, on that note, too, there's also the mention of the raft later on in the season. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's sometime in one of these four episodes that, I mean, that's mentioning the lar- larger Marvel Cinematic Universe, right. which is something I'm surprised they actually did. Well, I mean, as, I, as I've said before, this is a pocket verse. Um, yeah. And, and everything about this fits the description. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's a pocket <laughs> Yeah. It, I mean, it, it does. It, it does suck, but it's like... It's 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 what's it's what it has to be because of uh, uh, uh because of yeah 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 don't speak Frank, his name I want to see Frank Castle's uh, reaction to Bucky kicking someone into a turbine <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not think of that speaking of Bucky he just um he just shoved a whole cupcake thing yeah Connor took his... a video and he said quote, if you don't mention this on the cell, I quit. So I'm doing this just so he doesn't quit. He shoved a whole cupcake into his mouth and ate it. Cool. He almost, he almost choked. And then he's just like, whatever, I'm out. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Connor, for derailing the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, if it wasn't him, it was going to be something else. Uh, but yeah, this, uh, I'm trying to think what else happened in just this episode. Oh, well, we find out how much of a junkie Trish is starting to become. Right, and we, we get like, sort of hints of her past also. Um, yeah, which... yeah, which was, it was nice to have a deeper understanding of her character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's almost like we got origins for characters other than Jess, and we started to like them more. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing yeah, how it's, that happens. It's, it's amazing when you actually develop your characters, people will actually enjoy seeing them on screen. Yeah. Fucking Malcolm yeah. in this entire show. Yeah. Malcolm is so is great in this show. Is he like British or something? No, but I wouldn't be surprised if he if he is. Because listen to his accent, it's driving me nuts. Yeah, really? it's it's it is weird because if he's a I don't know if he's a New Yorker necessarily, because he, like, again, in a later episode, he goes to the college that he grew up in. I think he's, like, from Connecticut, because um, he goes okay. to, like, Yale or Harvard to get those files, um, and he grew yeah. up around there, so, but I don't know, is there a Connecticut accent? Um, yes, there is. Um, it, I can't do it on a show right now, but yes, there is. So does, hmm. he, does he sound even, even close to that? <laughs> He sounds like he might. He he kind of sounds New England e kind right. of. Okay. He's, he's got that kind of like, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like his A's sound weird to me and stuff like that. Like it's just weird. It's off putting. Hmm. Oh, so it's kind of like listening to uh, Benedict Cumberbatch do his New York accent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his name is Eka Darville, which is which is a very British sounding name, I will say. Um, True. Oh, he was in he was in Power Rangers RPM. Okay then. Holy okay. shit! What? <laughs> oh, okay. So he is American and Australian. Um, okay. Oh. So that might explain some things. That, um, yeah. I I am not surprised. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that, that that might be part of it. Uh, went to Byron Bay High School. Lives in Byron Bay, New South Wales. Okay. Yeah, yeah uh, definitely. There you go. Yeah, that 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 makes that makes a lot of sense. Actually, quite a bit of sense. Um, 
Also explains why he is ripped as shit. <laughs> Jesus. Well, it's yeah, it's like too. it's like Eric said in the uh, in the prior episode. Like, this is totally male objectification this season, mm-hmm. and I'm whatever. I'm fine with that. It's just like every dude that shows up, with the exception of like you know the police officer right. or the, the jail cell. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's all just like oh yeah dude you have like a fifteen pack like yeah. what the hell is going on like Chang Chang or whatever is way too way yeah. too it's way on the nose yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, I bet I, I bet Matt the radar technician was jealous of the, of all, every single person <laughs> discussed <sighs> radar technician. <laughs> Watching you on actor to actor. God damn it. God uh, damn it. So, uh, yeah, what's the next point you want to get to here? Oh, um, oh, wait. wait I guess... Arlen, can, I, can I just quiz Eric to see if he knows, if he recognizes who, uh, um, the super is? The super. Oh, you mean the um, actress? Who the, the actor. The, the actor? No, I. I mean, he looks familiar, but no, I'm not. I'm Arrow not sure season who, three. I've never seen it, so. Yeah, yeah. Al, he hasn't seen much of the CW. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> Before the like show. This... <laughs> he hadn't seen but much. It's more importantly the character he played on, on the on Arrow. He played Wildcat. Oh. Oh. oh yeah, okay. I heard oh. you guys mention that in the last episode. Yes. Yes. That's right. That's right. Um. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alan, I'm the only one who would know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Okay, so, so I do have one thing that's interesting. So the end of episode five, it ends with them at the aquarium, and um, mm-hmm. and uh, the character who we formerly called uh, the Meat Man... Um, <laughs> uh, oh, you mean Deadpool Jr.? Yes. Uh, who, who, yes. Um, <laughs> Toxic Avenger. Um, <laughs> hey, it's Toxy. Um, but uh, so they break open the aquarium, and then it like cuts with all the water spraying down, and then it cuts to Jessica running out of the aquarium. It's like, okay, so what happened in between in those two minutes that we didn't see? Well, it's you don't even see the water. You just you see uh, Jessica looking at the broken glass that starts to crack more. Then mm-hmm. it fade. It goes to a black screen, and you hear the water running, and then it just jumps to the next episode. Right, and you're like, and there are like people like right next to it, and you're like, oh, Jessica's gonna go help those people. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Just... Yeah. The next thing you see her doing is going to some uh, mini mart, and then she comes out with a box of rice, and I'm like, why is she doing that? Oh, okay, I know why she's doing that. And yeah. She throws her phone into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, she has an iPhone this season, which is uh, in- interesting. Um, uh, <laughs> she... Pay for my Apple. <laughs> no, there's. Well, there was also. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I there's was also say, mention there's clear of windows. Uh... There's clear, clear Windows sponsorship throughout all these shows. <laughs> well, there's also mention of Chick Fil A pretty blatantly at one point mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. this during these four episodes. I forget which one it was. I want to say it was episodes eight or seven. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, I was just. Even my wife was kind of like, really? That's kind of blatant product placement. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, there's some weird, some weird stuff. Um, the, they, they make sure that you know that she's drinking 10-cup whiskey, which is uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, it's there's also a bunch of uh, I think it's Knob Hill or Knob Creek whiskey yep. appearances. Yeah, because you see the uh, her bartender boyfriend from the flashback. He's specifically yeah. holding a bottle of it, and he has it turned just so you can see the label. Yep. And uh, yeah, and yeah, it's that, and it's Wild Turkey also, which is just mm-hmm. yeah, she has some very interesting <laughs> whiskey taste. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bottom of the barrel, and yeah. Yeah, and. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's your whiskey corner for this <laughs> Jessica Jones review. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so, so episode two is kind of seriously. I have a very hard time remembering these since it's been a while, and I didn't get my typical chance to rewatch them. So, how's about you guys? Remind <laughs> me of what episode six was. Um, uh, it's, it was uh, uh, Trish trying to find people it was her like after like after she like it fo- it's focusing on her after she gets out oh okay and, and she's looking for people to beat up that's that's right well that's that's kind of everything she's been doing since she started getting high it's also uh, the one where they go to the country club yeah oh, yeah. yeah that's right yeah. um and she go. broke up with her boyfriend like in between episodes kind of um, yeah, well, that was during that, uh, during, cause that was the end of episode five, I believe it was, yeah. was the giant proposal. Like when he, when he comes over to her and like gives her the ring and she just says, thank you. Like my wife and I are both like, that's, yeah, that's what you want to hear when you propose to someone is thank, thank you. you. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, oh, that's, that's not, that's not happening. Um, no, no. And she also slaps her mom then after her mom is railing on her about how this is the first good man and blah 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 yeah i do love her reason also which is that she is she wants doesn't want to date him she wants to become him um Mm -hmm. and here's the thing this season does a lot of interesting things with trish where she's not just the nice friend um in contrast to jessica you kind of get the idea that jessica is outwardly a dick um (laughs) but trish is also kind of a dick but she's just secret about it um which is well she has money to cover it up right and she sort of has this polite way of being around people but in reality her and jessica are kind of a perfect pair in that way they they they're kind of both terrible um yeah which yeah. I, I enjoy that actually. I enjoy that it's two terrible people who are really good friends with each other. It's just that well, their terribles mesh really well together. Uh, I know though. I also I also feel like at least these couple episodes, like you see a real turnaround in Jessica. Like, yes, you do. She's she's becoming less of a dick, and I mean I'm sure they're playing it up because Trish is now a terrible addict, uh, nuke. Um, Right. That she's becoming a horrible person. And I mean, I understand it's because she's supposed to be manic and always high on. Is it supposed to be Nuke? Isn't that what it's, they said it was? It's like Nuke 2.0 or whatever. Okay. Let's um, call okay. it uh, Nuke Dukem. Um, <laughs> no, knocked out. I came here to chew bubblegum. <laughs> I'm a dirty, dirty dog. Um, <laughs> uh, Shake it, baby. <laughs> Got. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, she's sort of on this in this inhaler version of Nuke, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 
And, uh, they don't. Yeah, they don't out. They don't call it nuke. They just call it refer to it as the IGH drug. Yeah. Okay. It, it's it's probably some version of nuke. It's yes. Yeah, exactly. Simpson says that it's not the same. It doesn't give him the anger problems. Um. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it, it's interesting. Um, because I, uh, my understanding is that the drug that he was being given, it's a version of the cap serum. In that the cap serum amplifies the bad parts of you. Um, mm-hmm. So this is probably very different. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's. This is this is also the episode where uh, Oscar and um, yeah. Jessica got down on each other, right? On the yeah. purple paint. Yep. Yeah. Yep. On the. Yeah. 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 That was a. Yeah. That was a. That was a good scene like mm-hmm. I, and that's another thing that character the the character of the super i've I mentioned this in the previous episode he's not just like this he's, he's an everyday guy yeah he's not he's not the unreachable dick he's not the guy who's no. like oh i i'm this character and i'm always this character i don't change at all like he's a character who grows and develops and who you understand as he goes on and he makes reasonable choices Oh, like he's multifaceted, almost like everybody is in this season, unlike right. the last season. Huh. Yeah. Huh. He's like a well, human being, almost. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that was that was something I wasn't sure of. Was uh, this season new writing staff, or was it the same writers? It's the and same they... writers, I guess. Um, huh. Although, I, just like, fuck, what do we do? Well, yeah. so, so it's interesting. I did uh, watch an interview. I didn't see the full thing, but it was with... Ritter and uh, Taylor, I think. Uh, yeah, Taylor um, and Rachel Ter- Taylor. Um, and it was, and one of the things that Ritter said that was very interesting to me was, she started on. She was cast in the first season when they had only written like the first four or five episodes. Okay. Which makes complete sense to me because those are the yeah. strongest episodes of that first season. Um. So the, those were already written by the time she started the show. That just that 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 fits perfectly. Because honestly, if you if I watched just the first six episodes of Jessica Jones and you cut the incest twin stuff out completely, um, it's it's a good show. It's a fi- it's yeah. fine. It's more than good enough. Um, it's not the super hyped up show that I was led to believe it was going in, but it's still a fairly decent show. Um, Mm -hmm. and this one, they came in to shooting, having the entire season written. It was all done. There was no slacking on it. Everything was ready when they started. Um, which is an important thing. And part of why is they had that time when she was shooting the Defenders. Um, so that sort of allowed them to get all their stuff done and be ready for it. Um, and I yeah, of... they um, as I said in the in part one, they started writing and they started writing a year and a half ago. Yep. Around the election was happening, and that was that that was a major key in what the to- of the the tone of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it does give me. We talked about the writing on these shows before, and my problems with it overall, from everything that we can piece together. Uh, the very sparse details that we actually have about the behind the scenes process of working on these shows. Um, 
And here's the thing, I wouldn't be surprised if Luke Cage is as much of an improvement um, as this show is, which oh, means God, Luke, Cage so. is, Luke Cage season two is probably going to be fucking amazing. <laughs> if it is, I'm hoping. If it is as much of a market improvement, because even though people don't like the second half of Luke Cage, I still found it enjoyable. It was still fine. Yeah, it was like a it's an okay show. Yeah, it was it was all right. It was all right. Um, I've seen worse, definitely. Um, Iron Fist. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've, I've definitely seen worse than that show. Um, so if season two is as much of an improvement, it's it will probably be the next Marvel show until Daredevil season three, um, which hopefully is just great. Give but, it to me. Yeah, um, and if again, like I, I, I get the feeling that in all of these shows, season two is when everybody has it all figured out. Um, yeah. If, if there ever is a Defender season two, I wouldn't be surprised if it's perfect. Um, in in a world where that does happen, of course. Um, so yeah, like that'll be interesting. But I, yeah, the writing on the show just seems so much stronger, and knowing that they had it all worked out beforehand, just tells me it, it reaffirms things that i've always assumed which is the more time that you have to write something and the more well figured out you have something before you have to actually do it the better it's going to work out when you're not scrambling to write things right before you have to start shooting them it pays off um huh, imagine that yeah imagine that <laughs> scott buck um <laughs> Yeah. I'd... Yeah. But uh, here's the thing. Hopefully, I think his name is Israel. I can't remember. I don't know why I think his name is Israel, but the current showrunner of Iron Fist, he has a lot of time to get things figured out and to put a show together that's not terrible. Um, and yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the next season of Iron Fist is, like, good. You know, I'm not going to well, say great, but good. If it's better than Electra, it'll be a step in the right direction. Oh, damn. Damn. <laughs> I just want more Dabbles. Um, what? In Iron Fist season two, just give me more Davos. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. We're not gonna turn this into an oh, Iron Fist. Show me interview. a fucking dragon. How about that? How's it? <laughs> <laughs> or you just uh, I don't know, kill Danny and make Colleen the star of the show. Um, yeah. as I've said many yeah. times. <laughs> but then Roy Thomas won't get his uh, royalties. I don't care. I'm talking about the television show, and I want the television show to be good. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, I'd be interested to see if how these shows go, go are going forward, um, especially knowing that this show is so universally loved now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, where, where are we? I think I... We're, on, we're on episode six still, right? Um a lot, a guess, lot of stuff yeah. happens in episode six. A lot. Uh, Trish kicks that man out of a bus, which was very rude. <laughs> very, very rude thing to do. Um, I mean, yeah. There's well, the whole. There's the stuff with Inez and uh, Hogarth. That stuff is interesting. Um, that's and Inez. Knowing what I know about later on in the season, uh, that 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 stuff is a. Uh, it's a very. Um, it's very interesting to watch how things are playing out and 
uh, to judge Inez's actions, knowing what I know. Um, that's all I'll say on that matter. Um, well, something, uh, something before we delve too deep into the weeds again. Um, it hasn't been addressed since we saw it, and I don't know if it ever will be, but there was a point in the prior four episodes where Trish's now ex-boyfriend, fiancé, whatever, he had put a USB device of some sort into her computer. Oh. Where, where was that leading? Because we haven't seen anything since that. Like, oh, I, wow. I'm sorry to trail us off into no, a different direction. No, that's a good, that's a good point. Now that you say that, I don't think that that led to anything. Yeah, I don't think it did either. And I was um, just, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss something. He was just downloading all the porn. It's okay. Well, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I mean, dude's got a, you know. Um, <laughs> I mean, unless unless he was downloading the information to steal the story from her, I don't know. Like, maybe. it just, they, they made it seem very sinister. And then I haven't seen anything since that happened. I, I think, the, so here's the thing. That doesn't come up again in the later episodes. It doesn't come up hmm. in this season, which makes me think it's setting up something for season three. Um, hmm. Which, if if the rate of these shows in terms of production says anything, that will be a very long time from now. Yeah, and uh, no one will remember. Yeah, that, that I mean, and they don't even do like a previously on <laughs> on Jessica Jones at all. Um, they do like a, that's wrong. They do do like a little preview thing before you start the season. Now this season had one, um, but the rest of the shows haven't. And I'm I'm interested to see if maybe they'll make that something you have to watch at the beginning of next season because I'm not gonna remember it. I I guarantee we'll do the review of this third season that will come out sometime in the future, and I'll have no clue what anybody's talking about if they bring this up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's. Yeah, I just I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going crazy, and that maybe they do pay that off later. But it just it seemed like such an odd thing to not even odd. It just seemed like such a big thing to show, like because it was a very prominent part of that episode, at least that particular scene. And now to hear that nothing comes of it, I'm just wondering what got cut out that they didn't end up using it. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um... Yeah, I'm going to be thinking about that for a while now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we have this—we have the scene that we were talking about earlier with Eka Darville going to his old college and having that scene with a former girlfriend and fiancé. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Eka Darville kind of looks like the weekend's like kid brother, so mm-hmm. whatever, if you want to start using that. so Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty good, actually. Uh, it's either that or Basquiat, one or the other. Damn, damn. Um, yeah, um, yeah. The, the scene with the girlfriend, fiance, is pretty good, I guess. Um, and I, I, I kind of like that Jessica is rubbing off on him a little bit, and he's sort of becoming good at this. Um, mm-hmm. But again, knowing what I know, later on in the season, I'm interested in seeing how that plays out in season three and in other shows where Jessica shows up Um, because as I said during our new stuff from last episode I really or from the AD that we did um, I really want to see her interactions with other characters even if there's not going to be another crossover Um, so I'm interested to see how this plays out and if Eka Darville being part of the I can't remember the name of the company but this other sort of 
investigative group if that plays into the other seasons also because um, that's an interesting thing of this all right talking about uh cheng yeah cheng and something incorporated or risk management or risk assessment yeah I'm uh, not, i can't remember exactly but yeah i'm interested to see how that plays out um or if it does play out at all because um, that's that's an interesting thing to have hanging there of this sort of group that does private investigations and they really don't do it respectably no they um, have no scruples mm-hmm. and i'm interested to see if that comes back at all um yeah now i'm i'm trying to remember this isn't the episode no this is the one that has the big reveal at the end because the next episode is the flashback one yes because she doesn't make yeah. it to yes episode six is she makes it to the house uh yeah um and we get this callback to uh the boyfriend and the wine that she drank when she was a little girl oh yeah yeah because she uh goes to oscar's place and yeah he she needs or she he offers her a drink and it's the wine that she Mm -hmm. drank half a bottle of when she was a kid there are only yep. two scenes I want to really touch on before that. Um, one is a scene that, Eric, I assume you will recognize, because I recognized it, which is the scene where she confronts a former uh, fund fundee of uh, IGH um, on a golf course. Um, mm-hmm. And anybody who's read Alias knows that this is kind of exactly yep. a scene from the comics. It's different context. Uh, in that mm-hmm. scene, she's confronting someone who's trying to blackmail Steve Rogers. Um, I think so, yeah. So it's a very different context, but the scene is virtually the same. And I don't yep. know if she's quoting any dialogue, but... Um, I. It's been quite a while since I read Alias, so yeah. I can't say for sure. And I read it like a year ago, so it's like it's still a little fuzzy to me. But it's it's uh, it was visually similar enough for me to recognize. But that was a that really made me happy. Um, for yes. some reason, because they really don't mention the book directly that much. Um, well, it's that's the thing, like with her character in the comic, like as hard as it might be for some people to believe who've never read the comic, like she's actually worse in the comic in oh, some yeah. ways. Yeah, she's more and, cynical, definitely. Mm-hmm. And just and does not care about what she does mm-hmm. while drinking, which means also sleeping with anyone yeah. who will. Which they they try and get across in the show, but they're not. It's not quite as I don't know. I'm, I can't even think of the word. Like it's, she's not quite as blatant, I guess, in yeah. the show as she is in the comic. Because that's, that's yeah, she, yeah, any anything with a pulse, she'll basically sleep with in the yeah. comics. And it is important to point out that the show, if if you kind of read the books, the, at least the Alias series. And if you remove the Luke Cage stuff, um, mm-hmm. it's kind of a prequel to the TV show. Um, yeah. Because it it's, takes place right after the stuff with her and Kilgrave. Um, and it sort of leads up to that. Um, to So, yeah, it's, yeah. If you read the first three volumes, it's kind of a prequel. Again, with the exception of the Luke Cage stuff. Um, mm-hmm. There was a compression of time there. Um which I actually think is a good artistic choice. But they really don't, like... They don't really reference any storylines from the book, usually. Even in the first well, season. That's... I don't remember anything that's, like, directly taken from the books. 
Well, I mean, um, thinking about the books, like, I mean, everything either involves mutants or big name yeah. characters that yeah. they can't really use. Like, they changed, um, is it Miss Marvel at the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they changed Miss Marvel to Hellcat, which was a good yeah. choice. It's a good... Oh, totally good, was. Great choice. Actually, I think, I think Hellcat works better, and also, they can't use that character <laughs> exactly uh well that and they would have to go even further back and explain how she would know a lot of these superheroes mm-hmm. which just wouldn't work for the tv show because that would mean that she would have had to have kind of been involved with the avengers in some yeah. ways and yeah no that just wasn't gonna happen yeah they really did double down on her danny luke and matt being a thing but they mm-hmm. kind of just cut everything else away, um, but yeah, like so. Yeah. Anyways, I really like that scene, and I like that it it's like a specific scene taken from the books, and it's used very yeah. well for the context yeah. of the show. Um, and the other important thing is uh, uh, Trish and Malcolm. Um, yeah, they get they down. Hug up. Yeah, I was I was not expecting that. I didn't I didn't expect it either. But when it happened, I was like, okay, yeah. all right. That yeah, makes I mean, sense. It, it worked in context of everything that was going on, but it was still kind of like, uh, what? What do you? What do you? No, no what do you guys do? Oh, okay, mm-hmm. oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with this. And, and, and I, yeah. I, I like that Malcolm is self-aware enough later on to be like, "You're bad for me." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that and just the fact that like Trish, at least I would imagine, even if she doesn't know Malcolm that well would know some of his story via Jessica. Mm-hmm. So she would have to know that he can spot a junkie a mile away. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's why she's continuing with these like childish, like, no, I'm not. No, yeah. I'm fine. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. No, you're, you're the one who's high. I'm not high. You're high. You're a bad <laughs> idea. Oh. You're the one on this. drugs. I'm not. Um... <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just remembered a funny thing from, uh, uh, part from the first four episodes sure it's when jessica and malcolm have them have the scene you got the elevator scene where she agrees to like te- start teaching him stuff and giving him uh like a cut mm-hmm. yeah the 20 percent scene he um... goes back to, to uh the whatever his tinder date or woman yeah he's with his he's he's like oh sorry so-and-so and she's like that's not my name and he goes uh, oh i mean this and oh no i mean that yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, actually that that's actually brings us to a pretty good point um which is i i kind of love the whole thing of uh uh malcolm being a sex addict um mm-hmm. which he is loves a, it. which didn't when, when it first came up was like why is that there? Why is he on Tinder all the time? But then once I, once the season sort of unveiled itself, it's like, oh, he's a sex addict because it's like, it's, yeah, it's this thing that happens with addicts is that like, you may stop being into crack or meth or whatever your poison is, but you'll usually find something to replace it. Fill that hole. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like literally with Malcolm. Wow. God damn it. God damn it. Um, I want want a place. But, but, but but like that, but it goes for everything. You know, you have, uh, people who quit smoking and then they gain like 30 pounds, um, and things like that. And that was like, 
that's a real world real world detail that's very vital and it adds to the show in a good way um so yeah i, I really like that i like that they deal with things like addiction and depression in a fairly um non uh they don't play it up they don't yeah, it's it's not stereotypical TV way of handling it. Like yeah. they they handle it in a more realistic way than you see in most mm-hmm. TV shows, and they handle it better than a Marvel superhero show has any right to. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I do want to go back real quick before we get to the reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, to uh, again, uh, the Meat Man, uh, Toxic Avenger. Uh, or, or as we should call her, Meat Woman, I guess. Female Deadpool. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> female Deadpool. Um, yeah, she... There's this scene... Oh, no, no, no. Comics accurate female Deadpool. Considering yeah. how Deadpool was. Yeah. Um, but there's this scene where um, this woman comes to her door after she's been playing piano on a oh, Surface yeah. tablet. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but she's been playing piano and this this song, um, and she comes is like you know, I couldn't. He's but he's a monster. I couldn't get him to stop crying until we heard your song, um, and then I love the, I love the tension in that scene. I love every moment of it. I love them coming in and sitting down, um, and her. That was. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just I love her. I love everything about that scene. I love how like. The woman isn't great, but like the slow tension is like you're in a, you're in a house with a woman who could easily like rip you in half, <laughs> and, and she's just continually what? fucking up playing the notes. Mm-hmm. That lady is the stupidest lady ever in any TV show ever. Possibly. All right, that was that was going to be my question because my when my wife and I were watching it, like I looked over to her and I'm like, so wait a minute, she knocks on the door. And has to reintroduce herself, and now all of a sudden she's in her this woman's house with her baby. Mm-hmm. Like what? I I would never go over to a neighbor's house that I don't know with right. a child that's screaming and be like, "Hey, can I hang out in your house?" No, we met once like four years ago. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Just let me in. Just let me in. Like yeah. it. And, and I mean, hey, I let get me it. Want to play Smash Brothers? <laughs> her being. You gotta get that Smash. Her uh, the meat woman being very. Her allowing her in because of the kid, that made sense to me, but you're right. Her yeah. going over to the house was like, maybe, here's the thing, I, if somebody, if she had been on the porch playing the piano, I think that'd be different. Um, or if she had just been playing, a, like, a guitar. Like, if I was mm-hmm. walking by a neighbor's house, and they were playing a fiddle, or a guitar, or, or a <laughs> no, I want to listen to Charlie Daniels now. No, you know, actually, never I didn't mind. I realize you were in Texarkana. No, I'm not. I just realized I said fiddle. I would never go on the doorstep of somebody playing a fiddle. Never. Not once. I take With their little back. spittoon in the corner. Just, how you doing? <laughs> but no, like, if somebody was playing a guitar, and they seemed, and they looked reasonably normal... Um and I, and they weren't they just didn't seem like bad people. I would I I don't know, I'd ask if I could enter the yard and talk to them a little bit maybe, but I'm not an outgoing person, so they'd have to be playing something really interesting for me to do that. Yeah. Um 
I can see that. Well, and you certainly wouldn't be carrying a screaming child over. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that was the thing I think that bothered me the most. Mm -hmm. It's just like, listen, not everybody likes babies. And for you to decide that you want to burden somebody that you don't know with a child that they might or might not enjoy being around who's screaming their head off. It just, it's, I know we're nitpicking, but it just, it seemed like a very strange choice. And I understand why they did what they did when you get to the end of this episode, but it's still just like, ah, ah, okay. Yeah. No, it's a scene that's made because it's very tense. Like that's why they did Mm -hmm. it. It's one of those things where the intention of that scene was more important to them than the overall logic of it. Um, Mm -hmm. which is something that they tended to do a lot in the first season, um, even when it didn't work, but I think it kind of does this time around. Um, but I see everything you mean. Like, she shouldn't have been playing a piano. (laughs) Yeah. Like, if you hear a piano, you're moving out of the neighborhood. (laughs) If you can just hear a random piano. Um... And, well, that and you're entirely too close to the person's house to right. hear a piano. Yeah, like. yeah, totally. Um, and also, like, why would you go? And that's another thing. It's a, it's this person's back porch. Mm-hmm. There's a difference in the level of intimacy between a back porch and a front porch um, mm-hmm. that most human beings can recognize. <laughs> um, and this neighbor didn't recognize that there is a difference there even with her open fence setup there's a clear difference between those two things um that was not respected so i I do see that point um that way of looking at it Uh, but i don't know you you've uh, sold me on not liking the scene now so i don't know where to go (laughs) (laughs) well no i mean it's it, like I said, it makes sense in context to what the right. bigger reveal of this episode yes. is. Yes, it does. It, yeah. And and you also get to see her absolutely destroy a piano. Like, yep. just can't, showing that she can't hands. handle her rage. Yeah. What was that? With her bare hands. And this, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and this is when I knew, this is when I knew the reveal was coming. I just didn't, mm-hmm. I just wasn't sure. Um, until the end of episode six, um, which I mean, this is a good time to talk talk yeah. about this. Um, so, the main antagonist of this season, the the aggressor, as it were, is uh, bum bum bum. It's Jessica's mom, um, yeah. who we learn survived the car crash from season one. Um, yeah. Which I'll admit I did not see anything along those lines coming. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see anything like that coming at all, and it makes sense because we heard nothing about who the villain was. Coming mm-hmm. from this. Also I did insane. Yeah, uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah, she has like super amped up anger problems. Um, yeah, which is an interesting thing to explore, because. Um, you know, it sort of goes to this thing of so the villains that Melissa Rosenberg is interested in is characters who, um, who despite their best efforts, can't help but being a problem. That's mm-hmm. that's her deal. That's what she's interested in when it comes to villains. Clearly. And... Well, even even on a micro scale, though, it's also showing like that this is where Jessica inherited it from. 
Yes. Like yeah. Jessica has all of her rage issues, which she has much more in control than her mother. But it's just, yeah, this is this is what Jessica would be if she didn't control her anger. And, you know, she she's just a a smaller version or a lesser version of this monster that her mother became. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. She's a she's a nice reflection of Jessica. Mm-hmm. Um while being just a completely different character overall. Um, yep. But again, like, she's just like... She, even though she, you get scenes where you learn that she doesn't want to be this way. She really does not want to be in the position that she's in. And she doesn't want to hurt people. But she can't help it. Um, yeah. Which is, again, that's like... And that's the one thing I did like about the Purple Man. Is that... He recognized that he was a bad guy, but you did get the sense that maybe he wanted to change. He just didn't understand how. He couldn't comprehend the ways to become a better person, um, which is something that I really like. Like they're kind of these just like broken creatures almost. Um, but well, yeah, they they're, they're not really. They're not really. I won't say they're not villains by choice, but it they recognize the inherent evil that they are doing or possess and they, they want to change, but they aren't strong enough to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, and I, and I think that's a very strong choice for these shows. Um, mm-hmm. and it makes them interesting and compelling dramatic characters. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, and we, and so th- what follows is a flashback episode, um, mm-hmm. which, goes a long way uh this the flashback episode um and it's i think it's one of the better flashback episodes that they've ever done um on any of these shows it's definitely one of the more important ones it really goes a long way to showing how jessica became who she is um and shows that trish doesn't have any real talents Mm -hmm. at all she has zero talents like none (laughs) whatsoever she can't sing she's a bad radio host like I want the cray cray. Oh, God. So oh, that it was song, painful. That song was painful, but then things that happen later on make it... With uh, Sterling? No, th- things, that if you, things that happen in, like, episode 11 or 12 um, oh, with that yeah. song. Um, it goes all the way around to being hilarious. Um, okay. So... Yeah, that song is. I love it though. I love. I love how it, like, it's very obviously Britney Spears. This entire thing is oh, Britney yeah. Spears, um, and I love it. I love it because they, they nail it so well. Like, I was, my brain was starting to store things well and like put pieces together right when Britney Spears was having her big breakdown. Um, mm-hmm. So this was just like the most relevant reference you could ever make for me. Yeah, um, that's a really good point. So yeah, like that was that was very interesting. Um, and just all well, of it. All something, the something I noticed um, in this episode when uh, whenever Jessica was talking, like you know they did a good job of making Kristen Ritter look easily like i don't want to say 17 years younger but she Mm -hmm. definitely looked much younger than she does Mm -hmm. during present time quote unquote 
But did they do something with her voice, or was that her doing it? No, because that, she I think that sounded, was all performance. Because she sounded decidedly younger, too, which I thought was, I was really kind of pleasantly surprised by. No, I, I, I think that, so this is one of those moments where we have to give Kristen Ritter a lot of credit, because if you see her in the interviews, she's not Jessica at all. Mm-hmm. She's not even the same person in real life. Um, she's just... She's like a complete 180. She's ridiculously funny. Um, just natural sense of humor and class and, you know, just in- instantly friends with anybody she's in the room with. At least that's her on-camera personality. Um, when she's not playing a role, at least. Mm-hmm. So she comes off as very amiable. Um and this was just sort of like her loosening the gas on the character of Jessica in a way. And it instantly makes her, like you said, like almost 10, 17 years younger seeming. Um, yeah. Because she just like, she lightened the voice. She acted less like somebody who's been drinking 24-7 for the last couple years. Um, and also like everything about the way that she holds herself. Mm-hmm. Jess in the current show... She's slumped down quite a bit, and she's just got this look of like, uh, uh, yeah, just about everything. And this Jess is just like, yeah, she has her moments of like, wow, I don't want to be here. But she, there's just a general lightness to her at at a younger age. Um, and this episode really explores that. There was a flashback episode before, but that one was mostly about them as, like, young, young kids. Um, mm-hmm. And this one, I think we really get a sense of who she was in her teens and early 20s. Um, yeah, and why she's the person she is now. Yeah, and they and they do a good job of explaining that. Um, mm-hmm. Like, a, just a really good job of giving you all the pieces of, like, oh, this is why this is that person. This makes mm-hmm. complete and total sense. This is why she chose Alias as the name of her investigation. Ah, that was so good. The company. That was yeah. really good. Um, <clears throat> I enjoyed that quite a bit. Well, that and just seeing, you know, understanding now that Trish has a history. Because, I mean, they mentioned it once or twice, I believe, in the season. That right. she'd been through rehab, or at least her mother had used it as ammunition against her. But you, you see that, oh, she had a pretty serious problem where people were just feeding her cocaine or whatever drug because they never say specifically what it was but yeah i just i thought it was great that you know it's like i've like i keep saying like they're giving all of these characters context and like making them multi-dimensional and it just it pays off in spades every time yeah totally it's something that even even daredevil season one didn't do a very good job of um, no, like Foggy is one of the worst supporting characters ever. Um, wow! In the first season of Daredevil, dude, I'm right here. <laughs> in the first season of Daredevil, um, second season he's light years better. Um, yeah, just automatically. And but this season they just again they nail it with everybody. All of the supporting characters worth mentioning are just. Infinite, infinitely better um, than they were in previous seasons um, and Trish really gets filled out as a character and I, like I love the little moments of like where this woman who's clearly just sort of a user and sort of her fake you know part of her entourage uh, mm-hmm. 
is basically selling her for drugs. Um, yeah. And it's just like, it's a very dark scene. And Kinda it's fucked. Yeah. Well, it's, it's rather appropriate you said filled out then before you mentioned that. <sighs> I think Arlen's dead. We killed Arlen. Not dead, but uh, dying, probably. Just disappointed. But yeah, no, um... God damn it. Uh, uh, yeah, no, um, that's... God damn. God damn you, Eric. Um, you're fired. You're fired. You can't, you can't kill me. I'll only come back stronger. Oh, yeah, Connor's not here to stop this. Landline DVDs! Um... No. <laughs> You cannot stop us. <laughs> Who's that little noodle boy trying to stop us? God damn it. Um, His name is Mikey. God. And he likes it. His name his name is Phil. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's a flashback episode. Um, I really like Jessica's boyfriend in the flashback episode. Yeah. Like, yeah, a lot. I... Yeah, shocked I how much I liked him. I was expecting him to totally just be a a plot device, mm-hmm. but I actually and I mean he essentially was, but he was a well done one, yeah. like one that I was actually really disappointed to see what happened to him. Yeah, and like up and even up until the moment where he's like surrounded by those like those guys who he owes money to. Up until that moment where he's like, yeah, sure, but any money. Uh, you get, I get a cut of, um, even right up into that moment, I was like, I really like this guy. He seems like a genuinely good guy. And mm-hmm. your instinct in this show is to assume that things are going to turn bad at some point. And that this person's going to be revealed to be a creep or an asshole. Um, and he's not, he seems like a, just a genuinely good guy. Um, he might have his, you know, his quibbles, his, you know, character deficiencies, but it seems like Jessica isn't perfect either, so yeah. it's like, kind of works out. Yeah, I mean, there are two people that gloat about <laughs> stealing things, so they're yeah. not completely great people. Um, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know, just everything about this episode, just, it works so well, because, I mean, you, you had the specter of her mother hanging over her without her knowing it the whole mm-hmm. time. Like, and what her mother is the exact cause for kind of why Jessica went down a not terrible path, but she definitely headed down a darker path mm-hmm. because of the actions of her mother's inability to control her rage. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Her The collision course between the two of them is her own actions, her own faults, as it were. Um, yep. And, yeah, like, and also, like, I love little details. Like, one of the uh, whiskeys that Jess drinks is Knob Creek. And mm-hmm. the first drink that she, uh, her boyfriend pours her is Knob Creek. Um, yep. Like, just, like, little details like that um, are really, yeah. Like, again, that's something I love is attention to detail and attention to who these characters are. Um, that's the kind of thing that really just, it sticks with me. Um, and... There's a lot of that in this episode. Lots of little little wings. And like you mentioned, Alias, her naming it after his club is such 
it, it just it lends importance to this character that we're never gonna see again probably mm-hmm. um but he just works so well on screen well it's yeah it, it gives a bittersweet feel to it and it it shows that jessica isn't quite as tough as she'd like mm-hmm. to or at least as hardened as she'd like to give <laughs> the appearance of right at all times like and you know nobody's really going to know that because i'm sure she would never tell anybody that unless unless they were really close to her but yeah mm-hmm. it's just you're getting these these little bits of character moment that you need to actually care about these characters and i feel like it's something that as much as i enjoyed daredevil it was kind of lacking at times yeah yeah like like as i said using foggy as an example you get bits and mm-hmm. pieces of him, but other than the fact that she really wants to have sex with that girl Marcy, um, <laughs> like, <laughs> like really, really badly, like it's it was like a major plot point for him in season one, um, but in reality they just wanted to have a relationship. But either way, um, like his character hasn't been filled out nearly as much as Trish is at all yeah. by this point. Um, and it's it kind of sucks. And I, I'm someone who genuinely wants to like Foggy most of the time. It's just that he annoyed me a lot towards the end of season one. And he annoyed me in season two, but for legitimate reasons. For It's like, okay, I see your side. I still don't like but the way you're going fun. about it. Yeah, like, yeah. F- fuck you. Matt's the daredevil. Just fucking get over it. <laughs> fucking, fucking get over it. He wears a fucking devil suit and he fucking... Runs around beating up people up. Just get 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 over it, you piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> this is what he does. Uh, but yeah, um, that was yeah. Uh, I like how much character development we get. Um, I, I like, and I like the Jess was like she she was a good college student um, at one mm-hmm. point. Like she was really trying <laughs> to yeah. uh, have a normal ish life. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, and then it just, it seems like once things started to go well, quote unquote, for Trish, um, that's kind of when she decided to be the yin to her yang and was just like, well, fine, you know, if everything's going great for her and she's going to be a shit to me, then let's go down this path. Mm-hmm. And, let's and she just, yeah, exactly. Let's, let's see. I'm, I'm early 20s and I have super strength and I'm super fast to heal. Huh, I can do anything I want to do because my brain hasn't fully developed yet. So I can just be a terrible shit. Like, let's break open this ATM. Let's steal jackets and cars and let's go get a pony. Like, it just, it it works so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good show. Yeah. Um, Good show. Yeah, it's, it's really good you know and like again when that when those guys come up to beat up her boyfriend and she just like wipes the floor with them like that's a really yeah. good scene <laughs> i don't understand how she didn't choke that guy to death with with orange chicken but whatever yeah yeah that's god damn it <laughs> imagine if somebody did that to you uh you'd never be able to eat orange chicken again probably <laughs> no you'd, you'd probably never be able to eat faux chinese food ever again you mm-hmm. wouldn't you wouldn't pass by a chinese restaurant and not flinch mm-hmm. like, <laughs> um yeah yeah most likely <laughs> god damn it uh yeah um 
Yeah, that, yeah, that was a really good scene. Uh, we get the scene of um, Inez getting ripped to shreds, as she said, um, and that nurse who's she she's a she's a jerk. <laughs> she's a real real jerk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna say she deserved it, but well, that's, I mean that's the second person that's had their neck twisted completely backwards yeah. in this in this season. So it's yeah. they're going for a theme so far. Well, I do like also that every villain does kind of have a signature kill. Um, uh, Purple Man's thing was making you shoot yourself, kind of. Um, which okay, I guess that's a choice, but hers is twisting your head all the way around. Yeah, <laughs> which sucks. Really yeah, sucks. yeah, it's like oh well, at least you know they're dead. I mean, there's no, there's no question there. I guess so. Mm. Uh, it's I guess I mean unless you're the Joker from uh, Dark Knight, but that's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah. Thanks, Frank. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's 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 like we've said when we talk about CW stuff. Like when something is good, it's really hard to talk about it a really lot is. of it because because I mean this this flashback show I think honestly has been the strongest episode of the entire season so far. Yeah. I haven't seen all of it yet, but so far this has been the one that made me sit up and really take notice the most. Yeah, I, I agree. Like like her going into the bathroom. Um, after Jessica, um, the mom, and it's I, that scene is great. It's so great, mm-hmm. like just everything about it. You know, she says, you know, we should hang out or something like that. She's like, yeah, I'd like that. Like that's just it's such a good moment. Um, yeah, it's such a really good moment. And this is the kind of thing that they do in comics all the time. Like mm-hmm. they give you this secret origin backstory where you realize that this person. That these two characters met years before, um, and that they're more intertwined than you think, um, and it just, it, it just really worked in this episode. They did it really well, and again, like there wasn't a bad actor in the joint, um, which is something that I uh, I really appreciated. Uh, you know, even the guy who she, who should have died from the orange chicken, he wasn't too terrible of an actor. No. Uh, no, yeah. it's nobody. Nobody did a bad job. Like mm-hmm. and that's and that's the thing I'm noticing more and more too with with this season in particular is that there's no one that stuck out particularly to me. That's been like, oh, that was that was tolerable, if mm-hmm. not worse. So yeah, um, but yeah, back to the flashback. Like this was also interesting, just getting to see everything that Jessica's mom was going through yep. as she as she was. I guess coming to terms with what she's become yeah. and trying to gain back a semblance of her normal life. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. All that stuff is interesting. Um, I don't know what else there is to talk about on the flashback episode. Have we covered just about everything? Yeah. Um, yeah. other than maybe her going and meeting Trisha's mom, which, which is an interesting scene. Um, but it's not yeah. that important. I called the cops on her. Yeah, I would have. <laughs> yeah. I would have put her in an asylum years ago. Um, yeah, like like she's very just like unnerving. Mm-hmm. Which I yeah. guess is why they picked her. But like, wow. Yeah, and I'm like, huh? I have no questions about why I haven't seen her in other things because yeah, she she has a very particular character type. 
Um, so yeah, uh, we do get the origin of uh, the uh, man who projects movies for free, I guess, um, which is interesting. Um, we got we got his origin story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, movie projector. Yeah. Well, um, he's going to be the bad guy in Civil War Three, so look out it. for that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Um, yeah, like I'm get... the projector. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> we get Jess agreeing to help Trish get clean. Like, uh, like yeah, this is a really good episode as far as origin story episodes go. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's a good, it's a good episode, I guess. Um, yeah. And like you said, oh. like, it's hard to talk about good ones. Um, really well, hard. and just one thing real quick that I just remembered, too, is that, like, the jacket that, mind you, her mm-hmm. boyfriend said I wanted to get you something, but she got it for herself. But, yeah, I mean, that's basically the same jacket she's still wearing, and it might actually still be the same jacket because leather mm-hmm. jackets like that tend to live forever. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it probably is, which is – I like that a lot. Like, I like that that's, that's, if she has an outfit, if she has a costume, it's that. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's equivalent to a cape for her. Um, and well, and it's, it's also a morning shroud in a way. It's, mm-hmm. she can't let go of that part of her life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's become like, it's part of her uniform. Um, and it's part of who she is. And I do like that she has actively chosen not to abandon pieces of this person. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it's very interesting. It says a lot about Jessica. And like you brought up, she's not this cut-and-dry, cynical person that we assume that she is. Um, mm-hmm. She's clearly something more. Um, so, yeah, yeah that's a, it's an interesting thing. Um, okay, I think we can talk about episode 8. Um, yeah. Which is one that I remember less well, so I'll, so yeah, um, that's a thing. That... Uh, this one is captured. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. So it's yep. a lot of her in the room with her mom. That's right. It's it's yep. that's basically the whole thing, really. Well, and it's it's also the sub story of Trish kind of going nuts because she can't find where Jess is and uh. Malcolm actually going out Malcolm, and when Malcolm calls calls her out too, mm-hmm. yeah, and he's and he's actually shows that he's a good detective because he's still working on that case for um, uh, Carrie Ann Moss's character. Yeah. I can't remember her name. Um, yeah, because like when he went to that gay bar and you know told that guy basically like, hey, you know, don't don't do this. Like, tell your family what's going on. It's it's you know it's modern times. Things are different. Blah blah. It. It wasn't until I saw a full shot of that guy's face that I'm like, oh, yeah, he's one of the partners. I forgot about that subplot that they were looking for dirt on them. Yeah. Yeah. That's That stuff is really good. I like him on his own trying to figure things out. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I just really like Malcolm in this season. I, I, Malcolm's he was, great. He's one of my favorite parts of last accent. season, but he's really good this season. Um, well, and, and with mean, Malcolm, oh, oh, go ahead, Alan. Doesn't mean it's working. Like the show is working when I'm like, God damn it, Trish, don't do that to Malcolm. He's recovering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, yeah that's that's that, that is, is the show doing what it's supposed to do. Definitely. That was going to be my point. Is like these four episodes in particular are the the quick ascending of Malcolm's happiness and then falling back into the depths of despair. You, Mar- Malcolm is the true hero of this show. <laughs> eh. Eh. 
but just him like after he after he takes the shot of the not nuke and uh he's just like oh god oh yeah. no oh no and just starts running <laughs> instantly he's like no it's, it's really good um yeah that's that's a good point uh yeah um i really like that um i do like the thing with uh the healer the healer character mm-hmm. um he's he's very interesting right yeah 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 um he's well i mean when when they showed him doing the uh faith healing well whatever his healing powers like i was expecting him to be like a faith healer and right. pull like a chicken liver out of her <laughs> or something like that <laughs> That would be interesting. And this is where the Chick-fil-A thing comes from that you were talking about earlier. Yes. I remember now. Um, yes. God damn it. Because um, that was very blatant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that was pretty good. Um, yeah, like that stuff with him and Hogarth. And again, like I love that we keep on coming back to Hogarth. Like she's not mm-hmm. this plot line that we abandon and then we come back to occasionally... And we kind of explore it, but we don't do the best job of it. No, like, the constantly reusing her, bringing her back, showing what's going on with her, and giving you sort of a window into how she's feeling, even if she's not saying anything. Um, yep. Which I think is really effective. Um, and, and I like where her, where her story is going this season, because it's just so much more compelling. Um, mm-hmm. Than in previous seasons, I thought. Uh, Definitely. So yeah. Um, yeah. And then Jessica, after being locked in the room, um, they go on the run. Um, yeah. It, and they and they fill the uh, the detective up with so many sedatives that I don't understand how he's not dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, so Chang does the whole sniper bit mm-hmm. at the end of this. Yeah, so yeah, a lot. So here's the thing: this is a this is very much like you know in the last CW review we did uh, when we talked about Black Lightning and how that episode was a lot of moving the plot forward, but not a lot actually mm-hmm. happening. This is a very similar episode to that one. Um, mm-hmm. There's not a lot that actually happens, but things are definitely moving in a direction um Mm -hmm. so it's it's a very hard episode to really talk about it and like point out anything particularly interesting Um, well it 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 does show uh jessica and her mom working somewhat well together (laughs) when they're trying to find oscar's kid yeah that that was good that was i did like that bit um or is that episode nine where his kid goes? Yeah, you're. You oh yeah, that is episode, episode nine. nine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like right. that. I like that. Jessica's mom is trying to. She's trying to show her that she can change and be back, try to be the person that she was. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, I like that too. I do like when Jessica thinks that her mom has just run off, and she just panics <laughs> hardcore. Um. <laughs> Like it's like if you like misplaced your baby or something, um, and it's yeah that's a very good scene. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I I don't know. It's it's a, again it's a very difficult episode to talk about. Really, um, there's more stuff with Trish kind of. Um, 
Well, it's just her being a, a maniac right now yeah. because she's coming down. Like, and don't get me wrong, it's not that I don't enjoy like this aspect of her character arc, but it's just it's very much like she's fighting a very different battle than anybody else is right now. Yeah, definitely. And um, I'm just remembering this now. We do get Hogarth and Inez, um, which is again like it doesn't feel seedy. Um, like or yeah. exploitive, um, that Hogarth and Inez are getting down. Um, mm-hmm. it feels like kind of natural and like, okay, that's a real human relationship. And I believe under the circumstances that we've been presented, uh, that these two would find interest in each other. Um, yeah. so yeah, I like how that sort of plays out. Um, well, yeah, when she starts licking her scars, you realize that, oh, maybe they do have something in common. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I dug that. Um, <laughs> and there's the scene where they're talking about how Jessica blames herself uh, for her parents' death. Um, that stuff is really strong. Um, that stuff is really very, very strong. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that and how her mom's like you're not the one who did this have you been thinking that you're the reason that we were dead for this whole time is this is this why you are the way you are um and i like that i like that her mom is her mom for a second um yeah and i love when jessica's like i don't look at you and i don't see my mom but i hear you um and i hear her um and like Stuff like that is just really powerful, I thought. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, wasn't this the episode that uh, it also opened with uh, Jessica's mother making eggs? Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's comedic, the way that she, yeah. the way that she acts. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, this great act. This was... This was also the episode that they uh, mentioned the raft. Yes, yes. Yeah. Again, like, when... sometimes we mention things that happen in the large MCU, sometimes we don't give a fuck. Exactly. Uh, yeah, um, and here, here's the thing. Saying that there's, uh, that the raft exists, that's the kind of thing where it's like, yeah, I would bring that in. Like, mm-hmm. if I have the option at this point to sort of pick and choose what parts of the MCU... I'm going to use and not use. The raft is one of those things where it's like, that's a good thing. It's a good choice of the things. Um, yeah, it totally makes sense in the context of what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I mean, even in a way, I feel like it would be, it would kind of be like a, a boogeyman story among the people that might have powers. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, I better keep this under wraps or I'll end up on the raft. Yeah, and... and Let's be realistic. Future seasons of Luke Cage are gonna have a lot of like people like turn into like monsters and shit, and like mm-hmm. and people who are pretty. I'm not gonna say they're movie level villains. They'd be like, uh, Batroc the Leaper type characters. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, in future movies, um, and you're gonna need a place to put those kinds of people. Um, yeah, you know, or a, a crossbones type. Um, yes. So, 
yeah, I'm glad that they sort of kept that. And it, it gives them just a place to send these people, other than New York Penitentiary, um, I guess, or wherever they've been sending people. Or Yeah. Well, I mean, most of the time they end up dead, so or they're they're so far outside the range of anything that would be mm-hmm. considered, I guess, human prisons, like with Lady Gao and all of them. Like, you kind of have to kill these characters off. You can't really have them existing within a prison system. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Uh, okay, I have nothing else to say on episode eight. Uh, yeah. Uh, so um, yeah. Um, I, I think that was a. I think this is a good place to cut off, unless uh, we want to go to episode nine. I really don't. I actually didn't watch episode nine, so. Okay, uh, well, well, so then, then we won't. There we go. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there we go. All right. Um, I mean. I haven't checked the news today, so there's no news to talk about. Uh, yeah, so, nothing, yeah, nothing I know of. So um, this has been the episodes five through eight uh, review of Jessica Jones. Um, I don't know how much of a review it was. It was we're not good <laughs> at reviewing. It's really just our favorite parts. Uh, the yeah, things. yeah. Let's talk about it. It's mainly, yeah. yeah, it's mainly a discussion. But yeah, yeah, it's like this is a... a discussion among friends. Yeah, yes, it works. yes. It was mostly me and Eric. But uh, <laughs> the... <laughs> but I'm not gonna hold that against you. Yes, I am. Um... <laughs> uh, no, um, but yeah, this is... yeah. So this is our uh, our discussion, our review, as it were, of uh, Jessica Jones, Five Through Eight. Um, if you liked it. Uh, great uh don't tell us about it we don't yeah. care don't no. at us yeah fuck you but no and seriously <laughs> if you agreed with something that we said i actually would like to hear about that um, yeah i'd like to hear about any from anybody who's like that was a really good point and if you think that there's something that we seriously missed um please tell us uh because yeah. i've been told that engaging with the audience and asking for <laughs> <laughs> for conversation makes the show more Shit. popular um so uh so yeah if anybody has any thoughts on the episode i'm glad to hear it um except andrew littler we don't care about what you have to say yeah <laughs> yeah well i wow. specifically don't um so yeah um don't at me about season two don't don't at me about how the characters uh, how about how there were no characters in season one who didn't make sense and who were shitty. Fuck you. Fuck you. Are you talking about that one guy? <sighs> who will go nameless? No, there were a lot of people in the group who I won't name who really pissed me off. Uh, Damn. But, uh, but I'm good at hiding my, my true feelings. Uh, until oh. now. Because uh, I spit hot, hot fire. Um, <laughs> what's that dylan yeah that's right dylan and dylan all right um so yeah this has been uh i whatever we're, we're done um bye <laughs> bye everybody you know our plugs don't add us about it bye don't, don't add me fuck you bye <laughs>